Welcome back to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And if you're here for the first time, this platform was created to give genuine people just like you an opportunity to share a portion of your life's journey. So with that being said, I'm excited to have special guest Tamara Marie Perry Vance from Pomona, California, where she shares her journey growing up as a PK and also what it was like when she finally left home for college. But today she's using what she's experienced in life as fuel to help others find happiness on their journey. So hey, without further delay, go and grab your husband, your wife, your children, or even call a friend to listen into my conversation with Tamara on Let's Just Talk About It podcast. Hey, let's jump right in. Welcome to another episode. Today I have Tamara Perry on with me today. So I appreciate you so much for being on, Tamara. Thank you. And I appreciate you for the invitation. Absolutely. I love to have those genuine conversations with genuine people, just like yourself, to have those genuine conversations about life. And so everybody, I believe, has their own journey, Tamara, in life. So first of all, where are you from? Absolutely. I am from the Los Angeles area. The last city in Los Angeles County is Pomona, California. Pomona. Wow. So how was it for you growing up in Pomona? Um, For me growing up in Pomona, number one is I am a preacher's kid. Okay. So it was six to seven days a week of Church of God in Christ, uh, church. And it was an experience because I didn't know anything else. So also growing up, I became accustomed to being in different choirs, groups, being active because I was always outspoken. And if I wasn't, I was going to be in activities because that's what the pastor kids did. Got you. So you never know who's listening. Somebody might be a pastor's kid out there. So you really never got to experience like life outside of church growing up. No, not until I turned the age of 18 and went off to college, went to an HBCU school, Southern University. Yeah, baby, Jaguar. Okay. Boston Rouge, Louisiana. Got you. that's when life changed. Got you. How was that? What you mean when you say that? You went off to college, you left home. <laughs> so now you're free. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Woo! You never know. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you never know who's listening, who's about to go to college. You just graduated. So let's talk about it. How was your experience going? Um, my experience yeah. with the exposure was being from California, there are no HBCUs. Mm-hmm. So number one, my experience being around a bunch of black folks instead of just black, Hispanic, and white. Right. Oh my gosh, it was so great. But at the same time, I'm free and I don't have this thing about, oh, I have to do this for church or I have to do this right. for the opportunity or where, to, where am I going to go on Sunday? <laughs> I'm like, I'm free, free. And this free, freeness, I didn't know how to deal with it. Got you. Yeah. So um, the experience was scary. But being a bold person, it was like, let me put myself out there. Now, did I make mistakes? Yes. But did I learn from my mistakes? Yeah. 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 And then that's when other things happened as life went on. Got you. And so growing up in church and then going out and going to college, um, I noticed that I was masking myself. And COVID happened. Oh, Lord. So we know about masks. Yeah. But... Before COVID happened, Tamara happened. So I was masking that I had a lot of trauma. I was masking that my mom died at five and I never took care of that. I was masking that, Mm. oh my gosh, I tried other things. 
is it going to work for me? Is the club going to work for me? Is trying drinks or they tell me I need to try this or or different things like mm -hmm. back then it wasn't, you know, the the perks that's out loud, the opiates that's out now, but it was the marijuana. And I thought, right, Lord, right. I'm going to hell. <laughs> but yeah, but it was do I do it or do I not do it or do I satisfy for validation? Because back then, yeah. that's what I needed. Wow. That's what I needed to make me happy. The, um, the validation and to be a people pleaser. And it was putting me into a pit. And um, I didn't notice the pit that I was going. Right. So my grandfather died. It was the second year of me going, being in college. Um, died of prostate cancer. So I moved back home because, of course, the finances and different things that you need wasn't in place anymore. And so when I moved back, I became um, the caregiver to my grandmother. And um, I can see myself smothering because I wanted to live the young life. But I can see myself still wanting to be that caretaker, still wanting to be that help, still be wanting to be that superpower and still wanted to be that people pleaser. And so I was so much into people pleasing that I went into a dark place that I would be happy. Then I would be into a sadness that I couldn't get out of myself. Right. And in the black culture. We don't talk about mental illness. In the mm. black culture, we don't talk about depression. Yeah, In the black culture, we don't talk about, oh, anxiety. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I panting? And then in the black church, because you're a pastor's kid, because you're mm. a part of leadership, mm -hmm. I need you to smile, be quiet, sit in the front row and not talk about it. Yeah. And then the drinking started. I didn't know that I was masking everything and put myself to drinking. How did you to find that sleep. out though? How did you find out you was masking? Uh, let's say I opened up to self. Okay. Um, I will say at one time I hated God mm. and I hated myself because of that black pit. And so what I had to do was I had to tell my dog on self the truth. And if you tell yourself the truth, the first person that you don't want to hear from is yourself. And I say there's three people that you don't like. It's me, myself, and I when you start to heal and tell yourself the truth. Now, this took almost a 20-year journey. And took for me, for this 20-year journey was crazy. Wow. But it is who I am and I do not deprive myself from my past. So when I turned 43, I started to learn about me. I started to accept me. I started to love on me because I thought that going to church and just praying to God was not about me. It was only about him. Mm -hmm. And when I started to put God first and me first and get in that mirror and say, I love me, mm -hmm. that's when the happiness journey started. That's when I can help myself. That's when I can serve to other people. That's when I can talk to you and be transparent and say, hey, I had to put that bottle down, go get myself together right. and say, hey, you're going to be happy. You're going to find a way. And then I found this out. Talk about it. Church. I found this out through therapy. I find this out through going to the Tony Robbins and the Lisa Nichols and the different experiences with church, but outside of church. And I had to humble myself and I had to learn about people outside of the church instead of judging. And when I started doing that, I had the aha moment. And I accepted that no more drink, no more put myself down, teaching self-love, saying, Tamara, you can make it. Right. Tamara, you got this girl and doing it in the mirror every day and journaling, waking up at 2.45, 3 o'clock in the morning, praying and slaying and saying, I can do it 
all. I can do all things. I am greater than. I am this powerful Shiro. Right. And when I did that, I started attracting great things. Mm -hmm. I started attracting great people. I started talking to great people without putting myself down, without that insecurity. And I started loving from within, not without, because you can do everything without. You can have the great plastic surgeries and I don't down that. But I started loving myself so much that my emotional eating passed, my love for alcohol passed, and my love for being the yes person passed substantially mm. to where I'm that great hero today. Got you. So let me ask you this. You never know who's listening or who's in that dark place that you were in. So you mentioned that you felt like you hated God because you was in that depressive state. So what did that feel like to you? Speak to that because, again, you never know who's listening. Um, I felt like he made a mistake. I am the middle child. Um, I have two sisters and a brother. I'm the middle child, not that I felt like I was a black sheep. I felt like I was comparing myself to my sisters. Wow. They're beautiful. I'm not. They're this. I'm not. Whatever accomplishment or accolades they had, even though I have a bachelor's and a master's degree, have been into the Air Force, I was still comparing myself to them. And I was comparing myself to anybody that would get accolades and I could never give myself my own thought or my own expression. So I had to get in my own way. Wow. And that's why it's the journey. Because so the like journey you had to prove is yourself. I had to prove myself mm. every single day, which caused more frustration. Yeah. Because I wasn't me, I was more of someone else. And then when I was at that place of hating God so much, I couldn't clear the path of who I needed to be. And so this is why it's a journey. And I will tell everyone now that I'm 48, I will tell someone that's growing up or maybe going to college or maybe not understanding who they are right. and maybe not knowing who they need to be and saying their truth. Number one is you can't hate God because he made it the greatest person in the world. And that's you. That's you. Wow. And then I always say you versus you. Mm. If you just say me versus me, then you'll learn how to say no and have boundaries. If you say me versus me, then you won't scroll through social media comparing. Wow. If you say me versus me, you're able to give a compliment. Right. And that the greatest gift in the world is edifying others. Wow. So, Tamara, this is my signature question. I love to ask this question. If you could go back to the younger young lady, Tamara. To encourage her or prepare her for right now, what would you say to her? Number one, I wouldn't go back because mm. she doesn't need to know that. She needs wow. to go through that journey to get to this beautiful person that she is today. Got you. So you would tell her nothing? I wouldn't tell her nothing. I need her to go through everything she went through to be this beautiful person. It was painful, though. You know, going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the pain made it again. The Got pain you. made me great. Got the you. pain makes me go <laughs> when I don't want to stop. Shut When I don't want to stop, mm -hmm. I think about the pain. Wow. And then I keep going. Gotcha. The pain is what made me. The pain is what helps me to help someone to this day. Gotcha. Someone that needs this. You're going to go through pain or you might be going through Talk pain. But baby, when you make it out, it's going to be great. So start right now smiling. Start right now being happy. Don't wait on no money. Come on now. I know, man. Don't wait on don't wait on <laughs> no money. Don't wait on no finances. Be happy now and then it'll come. Right. See, I was waiting for everything. 
And I tell you, now that I live with people that got, like my granddaddy say, $2, they aren't happy. Mm. And I said, wow. So money don't make you happy? Uh Uh-uh. Not at all. Not at all. But it does help. Now, money answers all things and it helps. But it does not, absolutely not make you happy. So start with you right then right then and there right now yeah amazing we hear a lot about depression today you mentioned mm-hmm. it. we hear a lot about anxiety today mm-hmm. speak about that you say you have a therapist speak about that depression or anxiety well you know in our culture and i will say the african-american mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and i'm not being biased but that's the only culture i know mm-hmm. is that we don't think about um therapy being in church and therapy, you better just go to God, get your <laughs> Bible and, and pray and, and sit down. No, right. church and therapy does work. If mm. you need therapy and you need God, get it, get both. And so what I've learned from being in therapy right. is you got to tell the truth because you can go to therapy and lie. Mm. I did that too. But when you <laughs> go to therapy, come on now, yeah. and you regurgitate, yes, being vulnerable is very hard. But when you go to therapy and you tell the truth to the therapist, you're able to free yourself. Wow. Gotcha. Yes. And then you become another person because you've dealt with that, that trauma, that hurt, that depression. And it's like, I have sad moments, but I don't have sad days. I don't have sad opportunities. I don't have sad months. I don't have sad years. Shout out to you, Tamara. So, okay. You're 48 years old. Yes, sir. And you live where? I live in Washington, D.C. currently, which is the capital. Huh? Not too far from the capital, right? Not too far. Probably about if I'm a runner. So (laughs) it would probably take me about 15 minutes to run there. And then um, the White House, maybe about about 18 minutes on a good Monday. Shout out to D.C. So... We hear a lot about relationships, Tamara. We hear a lot about yeah. dating. Like, where are the good yeah. men at? Where are the good women at? How has it been for you in this culture, dating or if you are dating, how is it for you? Well, I will tell you this, Chuck. Mm-hmm. If you're broken, then it's never going to be enough for you. Mm-hmm. It's never going to You're always going to play the blame game. Men aren't good. Women aren't good. Wow. I'm, you know, no. So um, when you're whole... I can tell you it's a whole different experience because you're going to feel that you're good. And when you're good, you're going to attract good. You're going to attract that person. So you won't have any problems with dating. Now, yes, you're going to have someone that's not going to be your fit, but you're going to be so in love and working on yourself. Right. Because every morning when I say I approve of myself and God approves of me, Mm -hmm. I have no worries about who I need to date or who I don't date because they're always going to be um, heterosexual. They're always going to be a bad man, but there's always good Tamara. So good Tamara attracts good things. Gotcha. So what are you up to now, Tamara? You sound like you're a good motivator. So what are you up to now? I am. I I call myself a trans mode speaker. I transform and I motivate people. Number one, I was 350 because I had an eating addiction also. And we know that we sometimes we get comfort food to get comfort. No, I don't find that anymore. My comfort, number one, is in him. And number two is I get up and I run. And so long distance for me is saying, get your mental right and you'll be fine. And no, I'm not. I don't eat just plants. I eat a variety of things. I'm called the snack queen 
in between my siblings. So I have a range of diets, but my diet is better and I don't emotionally eat. I am a recovery coach in the correctional facility for Montgomery County Correctional Facilities. Um, So I deal with my peers, which they're inmates, but I'm calling my peers returning citizens. So that's what I do Monday through Friday. And I also on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me motivating someone on my timeline, praying for someone on my timeline, developing relationships because I believe I'm a servant leader. So I plant a seed. I'm the farmer. And if you grow, you grow. And if you know, you know. Got you. So you say you're a correction officer. No, I'm not a correction officer. I'm a recovery coach in the um, correctional facility. Okay. What is that about? Um, So I deal with opiate addictions. As of right now, my biggest thing in the East Coast, um, Maryland, uh, the DMV areas, I'm finding out that perks with our young folks, 35 and under, Percocets and fentanyl Fentanyl, is one of the greatest things because we're trying to get away from who we are. And then it has increased since uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. So you might wear a mask, but under that mask, what are you putting into your nose? What are you putting into your mouth? What are you What are you smoking? And most of them are finding that perks and fentanyl is the way to go, is the way to numb their pain. That's a strong chemical today. Oh. And people are overdosing from it. So what are you, yeah. what are you experiencing that? What do you see? You know, I know you talk about covering up things, but that's in addiction if you haven't experienced it you really don't know how it feels so what do you see them going through when they're trying to get off of it um when they're trying to get off it when they're trying to get down what i do is i work with their mind anybody that has an addiction anybody that has a problem in this world not even outside of addiction it's mentally if you want to lose weight, it's mental. Mm-hmm. If you want to motivate, if you want to start a podcast like Chuck, it's mental. Yeah, shout out to it's Chuck. A, it, man, shout out to Chuck. <laughs> and to say this, Chuck, is the greatest thing in the world is mm-hmm. when your mind say you can, mm-hmm. and when your mind brings you out of fear, then the addiction is not there. The self-hate, because it comes from self-hate and trauma and the different things that they come to me with when I close that door, mm-hmm. it has to start with the mind. The mind. Yeah. In this area, Virginia, it's a lot of that going on. And that's why I wanted you to speak about it, that fentanyl, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, you never know who's listening, who's struggling mm-hmm. with it, who wants to come mm-hmm. out of it. But it's just so mm-hmm. hard because it mm-hmm. hurts to, mm-hmm. I guess, what we call cold turkey, to kick mm-hmm. the habit. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard. OK, then then let's start with the mind. Mm-hmm. What are you working on daily? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Are you watching TV too much? Are you on social media too much? And when you deal with the trauma of the mind, going back to therapy, then the addiction, then then it's not the addiction. It's the you part. It's the mental part. It's the what am I working on me daily? Because addiction will come back when you start working on you. Like I said, it's back to you versus you. Right. So what do you want? I see this in intake and I see this in my groups. I see this in my Mm one-on-one. I'm blaming everybody but me. For Mm -hmm. me, I blamed Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. I blamed the church. I blamed Mm -hmm. uh, down to my siblings. Talk about it, yeah. I I, I, I blame, I could blame the weather. (laughs) And so when I stop blaming people, because I always say timbre's tea, and I get that from my grandmother calling me timbre, and I'm going to give you a little bit of tea. So Tamara's key is when I stop blaming family, when I stop blaming God, when I stop blaming the church, 
my addiction left. Wow. Alcohol, eating, all of that left. And when I started working on my mind, and when I stopped looking at, for me, I stopped looking at negative things. People say I need the information, but you only need to look at the news for 20 minutes because it'll repeat itself. Yeah. But when I turned that TV off, when I told people that I couldn't talk to them anymore, friends fell off. Talking about people all day fell off. And, and reading at least 30 minutes a day and journaling when I'm angry and journaling when I'm sad and writing stuff down and speaking what I needed, mm-hmm. things change. Mm-hmm. And it all starts With the in mind. the mind. In the mind. Wow. What a conversation. What a conversation. As I always say, you never know who's listening, Tamara. And I believe today you've motivated somebody. You've given somebody some tools to work with to help them to come out of whatever addiction they're dealing with right now. So I appreciate that. Absolutely, Chuck. And you know what? As they listen, Mm -hmm. I think that when I get feedback, Mm -hmm. they motivate me more. Because when I can serve like I do in the correctional facility, Mm -hmm. I am humbled to learn from someone else. Yeah. I don't care if they've been homeless. Right. I don't care uh, HIV or mm. AIDS or or they cover their face because they say I've lost my teeth. I learn from them more wow. than they can learn from me. And then I take that and I take that energy that they give me and I take their spirit that they give me mm-hmm. and I become a better person. Mm. So every day I learn. Wow. It's the, it's the happiness journey. Yeah. Chuck, it's the happiness journey. So you got something out on Facebook. Talk about yeah. that. Where you motivate. Um, so usually when I have time, um, I get on there and I do running reels. Okay. So right. I, I, people are like, you're actually running and talking? Yes. Uh, it's a practice consistency. And I run with my phone and I do running reels. And then I also give out motivation or, or if there's a word that comes to me then I put it out there because I believe my timeline is a spiritual setup for someone that needs me gotcha. um, and so I'll get on lives and and I'll do things and because it's a journey um, I try to do it while I'm, while I'm out there in the open because it's a journey life is a journey life is a journey yes it is and that's why yeah. I love having those genuine conversations with genuine people like yourself absolutely to share your journey. So before Absolutely. we before we go, before we go, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to before we go? Well, number one is first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Chuck because he has the greatest podcast in the world, right? Appreciate it. And so then I want to give a shout out to God and my family that has created a safe place for me to be here and my timeline and everyone that follows me and listens to me and states that. I've changed them, mm. but I will always remember that every day someone else is changing me as they edify me. Wow. You want to give out your, your social media? Absolutely. My social media page on um, Facebook is Tamar Perry Vance. And then my um, IG account, Instagram account is Happiness, and that's H A P P A Y underscore. N-E-S-S and then my TikTok is Tadessa which is my nickname T-A-D-E-S-A and 93 okay wow. and and anything else that you need you can hit me up because Chuck got me got you appreciate you I reached out to you and you responded 
Absolutely. Because we respond to great people. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tamara, for being on Let's Just Talk About It podcast, for being my guest today. And I really appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. You also. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Wow, what an amazing conversation. Shout out to my friend Tamara for having this dialogue with me. You know, one of the things she said that really stuck out to me was the fact that everything starts with the mind and how important it is for us to fill our minds with the right things. Because someone truthfully said, what we put in always impacts what comes out. And after listening to Tamara, you realize now that the way to a happiness journey begins with changing how we think. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Just Talk About It podcast. And please check out my website just google let's just talk about it podcast.com and then hit that subscribe button to receive all the new episodes every friday you can also find me on facebook just type in chuck lj t-a-i which means let's just talk about it so as always until next time don't hold it in but let's just talk about it talk to you soon